0: Welcome to Midlife Athlete Podcast. Uh, another episode with uh, me, Jason, and Greg. How are you? Very well, mate. Very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It, I'm glad it's a Friday, and uh, I've actually got a glass of wine. Oh, what? <laughs> well. oh!
1: Had I known? Had I known? Is, which is very rare, I know. But uh, I thought, well, you know, um, Although, really pleased. So, sorry, before before you, what? we must we must give a shout out to Mark Cavendish. We have to. I, oh, he's yes. not he's not midlife yet, but no fair, not play. Quite. fair play to him <laughs> never yeah. thought he'd do it but my god he's equaled uh Merckx's record that's fantastic
0: yeah legend is sort of overused but i think actually yeah it probably does apply now to mark i Havish, think it does so. yeah absolutely so yeah well done well done Mark. yeah Havish. cheers um <laughs> I don't know. I didn't engineer this, Greg, uh, but we have another Welsh guest. I know. Uh, I
1: know. I was thinking that. I said we've got, uh, it's been a very Welsh theme and long it made it has. continue.
0: <laughs> it has. Uh, we're really, I'm, I am super chuffed about this. Um, we've got Kath Pendleton with us, uh, who joins from Wales. And just to set the scene in 2020, so last year, Kath set a world record for the first person to swim a mile. In within the Antarctic Circle is that is that right, Kath?
2: Yeah, that's right. So
0: yeah, I, I mean, I don't know where to start to even try and unpick that. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, what what were you even thinking? <laughs> oh, thank
2: <you>. yeah. Well. <laughs> So the record's because it was the the, the furthest south one. So, you know, um, obviously, Lynn Cox was the first person to have swum in Antarctica, a phenomenal swimmer. And a couple of people have, including my um, ice idol, um, Jamie Monaghan. So, yeah, so Jamie Monaghan is the first person that's completed something called the Ice Sevens Challenge, where you swim one mile in each of the seven continents. So an ice mile. So that's swimming. For anybody that doesn't know, in water, under five degrees, just wearing standard costume, hat and goggles, the same as channel swimming rules. So what are the ice? <laughs> no,
1: that, that's the thing is, is that – I'm sorry to interrupt you, Kath, but having watched the video on, on the BBC, um, I was expecting you to be in, in, in full wetsuit. I didn't realise that you were just going to be in a costume that most people would, would wear to a beach, yeah, in on in sunny climbs, and you and you kind just—I was looking at it, just slightly mouth agape,
0: just thinking, "My God!" <laughs> My God. wife doesn't even wear a costume in sunny <laughs> climes. <laughs> so, yeah. sorry. sorry. That, just, just to give
1: the, the 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 listeners an idea that this is not wetsuit, this is not a dry suit. Even this is this is just <laughs> exposed to the elements. I mean, God Almighty. Sorry, back to you, Kath. Sorry. Hey.
2: <laughs> Give me that. No, So um, I was going there to do my, hopefully my zero ice mile as part of the I7. So one of the ice miles has to be a zero one. So water under one degree, all the three thermometers have to read naught point something. So that's the whole reason that I begged you to let me go on this exped and go for about three years. I had no money, um, but luckily I got sponsorship, so I was able to go. And I absolutely loved it. I I just, I just loved it, and I absolutely love ice swimming. So the Guinness World Record came by accident, and unfortunately, because J. Kennedy, the gent that was running the exped, that was his dream to swim inside the Antarctic polar circle, and I would swim in in another area with the rest of the exped. And he was unwell on the day, so everything changed. And as you will see in the bbc documentary that was real <laughs> everything yeah. changed on a like just right you're not going third anymore you're you're up first off you go so um but yeah people say but do you know what i absolutely love ice swimming so the very next day i was like i'd have got a game really? but I, But I knew about the orcas by then, so I probably wouldn't have.
1: I was about to say, there's
0: probably a few few around there. (laughs) Well, I I think there were orcas in that area when you you were swimming, weren't there?
2: Yes, there was. So the funny thing is, is, yeah, everybody for three years when I kept saying, I'm going to go to Antarctica, I'm going to get some money and I'm going to go to Antarctica, everybody in the office would pull up a picture of a leopard seal. And they would say, "Have you seen leopard seals? They kill people." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I know." And then my friend would say, "They've only ever killed one person." And like, she tried to reassure me because she loves seals, Jane. And I never ever thought about orcas, which is like really stupid. But it was just before I was about to go, and I was meant to swim to this beautiful big iceberg that was 400 meters from the boat, and I was to swim there and back twice. It would have been, and then a little extra and then all of a sudden, everybody shouts, Hawkers! And I was just sat on the boat with my cup of coffee thinking, "Focus." No, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not going to look. <laughs> and my friend, he said, "Cap, aren't you going to come and look? They're just big fish. And I was like, no. Um, well, not I'll really.
1: Just, not big fish. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> not big here. fish.
2: <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just stay here. And I think because I was so focused, it, it didn't go into my brain still. Mm. I was only thinking about, you know, would I survive the cold and would I get eaten by a leopard seal? So <laughs> even though everybody had screwed. And then since then, well, actually, a couple of months ago, I seen a video clip from somebody else on the, um, on the trip from America. where the, the water was actually bubbling with orcas. It must have been about a pod of 30 or 40 orcas yeah. that were teaching their young how to hunt. And then because this had all happened and time was delayed and there was so much floating ice, The course had to change because they were worried that by the time I'd swum to the iceberg, the one time, that when I came back on the the return, that some of the floating ice, some of the bigger chunks of floating ice would probably block my swim route. So it was a case of be careful what you wish for, actually, because I always say I don't like doing laps. So it was like, right, we're driving a mile from the boat and you'll swim back. And um, they stopped the boat and I thought that was time. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, Kath, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm getting ready. And they're like, Kath, we're halfway. And I was like, halfway? And they were like, you do know how far a mile <laughs> is? And I was like, well, I, I thought I did. <laughs> and they were like, well, at least you'll know that this big iceberg is halfway. I was like, great, thanks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, uh, but uh, adrenaline's a wonderful thing. That's all I got. I
1: bet. Uh, how, how on earth did you get into this?
2: Yeah, it's um, yeah, crazy, really. So I was—I've always done sports, so I've done a bit of everything, and I was doing triathlon at the time. I'd been doing triathlon for maybe five, six, seven years, and mm. got into open water swimming again through triathlon, and was loving the longer distance swims and stuff. But then I hurt my back. It was September two thousand and fifteen, and I'd actually had quite a good tri-season I'm not a very good runner I wasn't a very good runner when I was light and not very good runner ever but I'd really enjoyed the season and because I'd hurt my back I thought what am I going to do I'm not going to be able to cycle I'm not going to be able to run so I was thinking well I can still swim but everybody stopped swimming at the end of September in the triathlon world and then I seen an advert for a winter swimming gala the following February in Windermere and there was all these pictures of people in just their bathers in February and I was like that's crazy." who would do that? And then I was like, okay, I need a challenge because I don't know what to do this winter. Mm. So I said to a friend, Rachel, and she's like, oh, I've seen it too. So we just decided to go for it. And um, I went to Brecon River was my first ever one without a wetsuit. So it was ditch the wetsuit. So I'd been swimming with a wetsuit for a few years. And we got in the river, I think it was 12 degrees. We lasted about eight minutes. We were frozen. And I was like, well, you we have to try something twice." So I tried it again, and I was hooked. I got absolutely hooked. It's just, I think just the coldness of the water just shuts everything off. You can only focus on what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm really hyperactive normally. So if I'm in the pool or on a long cycle, my brain never switches off, whereas in those cold temperatures, so it's really hard to explain. I just love it. I call it my reset button. And in the winter, I'm like, the happiest that I am. And you can't stop me going. I, I can't get enough of it.
1: I, I saw a documentary um, quite a few years ago. It's a Dutch guy. I think it was Dutch. And he would just seek out, just, he would immerse himself in cold water all the time. He, he lived in Amsterdam. And in the winter, he'd just sort of get out of bed and just sneak off and just just sit in a in the cold canal for and, and, and immerse himself for, for as long as he could. And he was always trying to find... Um, just extremes at which he could take himself to, and he would, he would, he. I think he ran a marathon in the Arctic Circle somewhere, on on homemade uh, uh, trainers made out of um, tires. Absolute nutter in that respect, but it was that sort of. He couldn't quite explain it either in terms of his why he sorted out why he actually had to do this thing.
2: Yeah, I think you're talking about Vim Hof.
1: Is, could, is could, that- I didn't know the I can't remember the name, but.
2: Yeah, he's, um, he does a lot of breath work and stuff, yes, which I yes. don't do. I've I, I bought his book and I've yet to have a minute to read it because everybody always says, oh, are, are you a Wim Hof fan? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm a Wim Hof fan, but I, I don't do his method. And I believe he did it because he lost he lost his wife, right. sadly. Okay. And he was walking in the park and he, was, he said he was compelled to go into this pond. And for the first time in months or years, it actually made him feel better. So that's how it all started. Uh, okay. Right. For, for for him is what I believe is correct. Yeah, and I can see why, because um this winter in Wales we weren't allowed to swim. And I had the most I think everybody had a, a depressing year with COVID, mm, but mm. it really, really affected my mental health because that's the first time I've not swam all winter mm. since two thousand and fifteen. So my partner m- kept making me get into the freezer in January and February. But um, <laughs>
1: it's not the same. If the police are listening, it's not what you think. <laughs>
0: and, and, and we can't, I mean, we should explain what, I mean, because <laughs> obviously there'll be some <laughs> listeners who will be thinking, freezer? And who may have not seen the, the the documentary on the BBC. So explain what the freezer <laughs> is, please, <Kat. laughs>
1: Sorry, yeah, Sorry.
2: <laughs> So um, so the half method and all this, everybody takes ice baths. So basically, my freezer is a posh ice bath. Um, when I was, um, I, I was really lucky to go to the world champs in 2019 in Russia um, with Team GB to the Ice Summit World Championships. And we had a really mild winter. So everybody started taking ice baths to try and to acclimatize to the cold. But I couldn't do it. I just hated it. However, before Antarctica, because I'd been saying to everybody, I'd then secured sponsorship. I was like, I can't fail in Antarctica. But mm. what, what if we have another mild winter? So, Joe Kennedy said, well, you'll just have to do like the Australians do and trade for their ice miles. You buy, a fr- uh, you buy a chest freezer, you fill it with water, it turns to ice, and you sit in it. So, in the July of 2019, on the hottest day of the year, I was put in the freezer in a shed in the garden to use to acclimatise for going to Antarctica. And I absolutely hated it. So my partner loved it. So basically, it's turned Sorry, off. So he,
1: he, he loved you being in it? or no, He, was he, lo- said, he <laughs> wasn't going in. No, He, loves he shuts the lid, walks it. away, goes
0: to the pub. Yes. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> loves- he goes in as well.
2: He loves going in it. So, you know, but for me, it's just, I don't think it replicates ice swimming at all. Right. So it was just a mindset. Um, oh, mind game. But I think it did help in that when I first went into water at 0.5 up at, up at Keepers Pond, when I first started, I lost the sensation in my fingertips for about three months. Cool. And when I swam, obviously, nearly 33, 34 minutes in Antarctica, I had no damage. So I think the continued exposure to the freezer yeah. did help, but um, it didn't help to make me happy this winter. <laughs> but I kept doing it because... I was ever hopeful that I was going to be going to Russia and Canada to do some more ice swimming, but we're still not, we're still not traveling. So,
1: Kath, when, you, so when you go away on holiday, do you, do you fly to sort of Mediterranean? Uh, so do you go to sunny climates for, 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 for your holidays? And if you do, do you sort of sit on the beach and just go whips? Every single one of you
0: whips. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, am. Um, my partner loves the sun he right. absolutely loves the sun but I can think of nothing worse than sitting in the sun all day so right. he has two tactics he either makes me go for a long walk and I'll, I'll swim back along the beach or he'll just fill me full of gin cocktails and hope I fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> we- but um no he he does like he likes warm weather holidays uh, but we tend to you know get bikes and go for walks and stuff i okay. i find it i find it hard to to sit still but it's funny about the cold. I can't. I can't do the ice bath very well. I can't take a cold shower. I can't walk down a cold aisle in a supermarket. I'm. I'm always got the heating on. But put me in freezing cold water to swim, and I'm. I'm in. I'm in heaven. So. So, uh,
0: I mean, I was trying to sort of. I. I. I um. I, I started practicing with this cold shower thing in the morning. Greg, you don't know this. Um, <laughs> it's news to so, me <laughs> i don't i don't it's, no, it's news to you so i just do 10 seconds right but and 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 i was sort of reading about the benefits of this which is why i thought I'd try it um and it the, you know this it, it's apparently sort of helps your immune system and your mood and help focus and i wondered have you seen since you started to sort of open water swim in and particularly the cold stuff have you I mean, you talked about your mood then over winter, but uh, have you noticed any kind of um, benefits, if you like, as a result of doing it?
2: Yeah, I. So up until last winter, when I was miserable, I I haven't had a cold. Everybody, as soon as they see me, they're like, oh, you'll you'll get the death of cold and this will happen and that will happen. And I was like, I haven't had a cold in five years. So, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) nothing. And even with the exposure with the freezer and stuff i i kept pretty well when i got back from antarctica i had really bad tonsillitis which i think was just a stress response from training so so hard and then boom mm. but um no i haven't had a cold at all and yeah it it absolutely reboots me and like some people say it makes them tired but for me it re-energizes me so you know if i've been for a swim early morning i'm fighting and ready to take on anything in the, in the day so I think for some people they get that from going for a run don't they some people get it from painting or reading but the cold shower stuff there's lots and lots of research being done around it and I think it was the I'm gonna say the Royal Saving Society maybe had done um a sponge to plunge thing that you could look into Jason for something. Okay. And you've got to work up to two minutes of getting in two the cold minutes? Yeah. Oh and then, my God. and then when you can do two minutes, then you're ready to go and jump in the um cold water. But that's what they were doing for in lockdown because lots of people were wanting to start swimming and what they advise normally is to swim, you know, through the warmer months from spring, summer and, and carry on through the winter. But obviously, you know, lockdown didn't allow that. And um, that's what they were doing just to give people, you know, try and get over the cold shock response. So, yeah, so it starts off with, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds, but it works up to two minutes you've got to get to. Okay, okay. Plunge to plunge, so, uh, plunge to
0: plunge. I'll ch- I'll check it out, and I and that's my ch- challenge. I'll try and get it. To, <laughs> I mean, it's still nowhere near what the stuff that you're doing, which is just Jason. You know, you're
1: I mean, you're on your own, mate. You're on your own with that. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not joining on that one.
0: But well, you do Kat- crazy things like like Betty burpee challenges, Greg. So well, yes,
1: yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But um, Kath, you're when you're we were talking about sort of the physiological response, the cold. So obviously, when, when people plunge into co- really cold water from from a sort of Body, and the body temperature really uh is shocked then the, then the physio- physiological response can be quite severe and you and yeah. you, I think you hyperventilate as um etc but so what you're I suppose what you're trying to do correct me if i'm wrong that you're you're acclimatizing yourself that you don't get that that you don't get that shock or is that i, is that still,
2: so- I still get it yeah but I, i'm aware how to deal with it. yes so exactly, i yeah. think i think i'm not very scientific i should be but um I think anything under 15 degrees is where this cold shock re- response. Mm. So, like, that's that's our sea temperature in the summer, isn't mm. it? So, mm. But it's, it's knowing to remain calm. So yes. this is why they were doing the um, sponge to plunge, so people could get used to it. Because what happens is when they go into that cough, it's that initial gasp that mm. they take that then they start hyperventilating. And if they take on on water, mm. then obviously mm. it's, it's fatal. But I still know it's coming. But I sing songs in my head, that I really concentrate on my mm. my breathing. The first couple of minutes when you get into the freezing cold, water, it really hurts. It's like it, there's there's no denying. When you get under, for me, it's under about three degrees. It feels like somebody's just kind of like that with your hands in in a vice. It like really hurts. But I I'm constantly aware of it and. I think the thing is when people are getting in cold water, they need to be aware that they are going to have a cold shock response. Mm. So the advice is some head up breaststroke, you know, don't even put your face in until you've got your breathing under control. Mm. And then mm. once your breathing is under control, because that's what it is, it's a panic. Mm. But um, I still get it, but, I, but I've but i learned to, I'm not frightened by it, you know. I just think, like, you know, I'm, I'm concentrating on other things with my swim stroke that just helps me. I should I should read some Wim Hof stuff and look at some more breathing techniques. But I think it's just because it's my happy place. I'm I'm just relaxed once I get into it. It, Mm. It's so hard to explain because, you know, how can you be relaxed getting into breathing cold water? But I but I am.
0: It sounds like you you enter a kind of almost a meditative state in the sense that meditation is really all about being aware of your, you know, stuff and and it sounds like that that's exactly what you do you 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 know you're gonna have a cold shock you're aware of it but you don't react to the the shock
2: yeah it is it's sort of that mindfulness isn't it it's about, yeah. about being in that moment and for me i think that's why i get so much out of it because i really can only especially with it with it doesn't happen now because the water's too warm and my mind still drifts everywhere but as soon as it gets cold my my my, it's like my head is like right switch off it's your body now you've just got to think about your swim and then maybe that in turn just makes me relax and have this relaxed breathing because my brain's like that's it nothing else matters now it's just here and and i and i love that because you know to turn off to find something where you can turn off the fuzz in your head for you know 15 20 minutes is amazing
0: sorry greg just, just one other thing um you talked about um the 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 freezer doesn't kind of give you the thing do you also think that there's something about the the the, the swimming as well that gives you that sort of mindfulness um I just it just it, just, it was just odd when you said the I, I don't get the same reaction from the freezer but when I'm actually swimming in the cold water
2: it's yeah I think that's the feeling that I love from swimming though you know because you're weightless and I mean, sitting in a freezing cold chest <laughs> freezer in your tent, full of ice, with your partner going, "You're not getting out yet." It's like it's not nice. <laughs> but um, I love swimming, and I, I I've always been a water baby. So maybe it's a combination of the two. You know, you
0: yeah. your
2: mind's light, your body's light. and It sounds quite airy fairy, isn't it? But no, no, no. It's like you know, g- going for a run. It, it hurts your body. Do you know what I mean? But there isn't any hurt in swimming and I, I'm, I'm not particularly a fast swimmer and I very often don't put much effort in unless I'm in Antarctica thinking a leopard seal is going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I i just love it. Oh. I, and I think it probably is a combination of the both. Yeah.
1: I, I think when you've got um, – so in this day and age, we discussed this on the podcast before about how we – so many metrics we can now measure, particularly things like cycling, you've got heart rate – stress test heart rate variability um i think all these the objectivity is is great but this subjectivity where it's like what does this mean to you as a person that's when you can. it's very, sometimes it is difficult to to explain why you do it um why we do some some crazy things um <laughs> and and in a way in a way sometimes it, it, it's good not to try not to because and, and just sort of just relish the the weirdness of it <laughs> and 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 let, you know and you say well if you don't understand you don't understand that's fine and i and we can just sit back and just go bloody hell that's amazing
2: <laughs> yeah and but i mean it it the popularity of it has grown enormously mm. and there's there's a lot of research being done um around mental health and um, I think I've seen some research being done around Alzheimer's as well with cold mm-hmm. water stuff so you I, know
1: I, 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 remember seeing, I remember seeing a documentary on uh, Parkinson's and a guy had really severe Parkinson's and he, 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 he dove into a pool, a uh, swimming pool and the shock of the, of, the, of the initially of the water hitting the water, he suddenly could swim his his Parkinson's uh, was massively reduced and he and he did a couple of couple of widths and he got out and he was just you could see his face go. oh my god that was not like the first time in years he'd actually been able to to do anything like that he then tried it again and almost well just sank he just completely the, the shock that sudden shock was not there his, his his body was prepared for it and he couldn't right so it was uh, a fascinating thing how how the brain is wired and how how it's something like yeah you know, for most people what you what you're describing for most people would be hell absolute yeah. hell but you've for you it, it gives you that physiological response which somehow it probably floods your brain with all sorts of wonderful chemicals and it, and you just go this is, I say this is my happy place
2: yeah definitely <clears throat> it's um. Yeah, I think, you know, lots of people are finding it beneficial. And the other thing of it, though, for it me, there is a social side to it because I'm always doing it with friends as well. Do you know what I mean? So mm. um, I, I like that. And um, visiting new places, I I really like, really like that. But um, I think I found something, which I keep saying to people, that I'm always going to do. I don't think, you know, I've done different sports over the years, but I think ice swimming is... Is here to stay. Um, I don't know. You need a bigger freezer. Yeah, no, I don't need a bigger (laughs) freezer. (laughs) Honestly, I I was in that freezer and um, my, my thoughts of going anywhere this side of October, November have diminished with our travel restrictions. So I'm not sitting in the freezer until I've got the slightest inkling that I'm ready for another swim. I can't do it. I don't like it. <laughs> what, what,
1: what, what challenge would you have? Where, where would you go? What's the next thing? Well, I've
2: got, a, I've got four more of the ice 7s to complete. Okay. So um, I've done eight official ice miles, but most of them have been in Europe. So I've got my Europe um, ice sevens. I did in the January before I went to Antarctica, I went to Morocco to the Atlas Mountains and did my Africa ice mile. Um, It was hoped that I would have gone to Canada in February, but that fell through. And then Russia was meant to be in May um, to Lake Baikal, but that fell through. (laughs) So that would count as my Asia. And then I've got Oceania and um, South America left to do. So Australia was meant to be this month in New South Wales, but no, we're not allowed there. And I will probably either go to Chile or Argentina for South America. But um, I've got lots of ideas now because I'd love to do up at the Arctic too. That would be amazing to swim at both ends of the world. And I really quite fancy an altitude swim as well um, because I've been at altitude before. And um, oh, just one moment. (laughs) Sorry, you know what's (laughs) happened?
0: We've got another guest.
2: Yeah, my she's turned up with an ice cream from the ice cream van
0: for me. <laughs> That's lovely. Perfect. Bless
2: her. So I did tell her that I was up here. So yeah. So and I've just learned to free dive. So oh, wow. um, I fancy a bit of um, not not anything deep, not anything crazy. Um, I just want to be able to be under the water. Uh, have you watched My Octopus Teacher on Netflix?
0: No. Yes. Yes. No. I okay. Have. Is that a good oh it's it's amazing
2: you'll want to learn to pre-dive if you watch it
0: okay
2: yeah and um i've quite fancy just they do a lot of these divers where you can dive between ice holes and Okay. I, fa- I fancy that challenge um but i don't i don't want to dive down really deep do. i just um i just want to be able to be because i love the water so much i just wanted to have another way to enjoy the water but um Nothing extreme.
0: So, oh God, there's there's even more to unpick. I, I I've got so many questions, but so the free diving. You you say you've just learned to free dive. Yeah. So that does involve breath work.
2: Yes. I'm, I'm assuming to yes, be able to do that. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and um, how do you how do you even go about learning to free dive then?
2: Well, I did a course actually. I did a course right. at, um, at um, Bobsters, which is near room i think yeah
0: i think an exotic Uh, location
2: yeah it was a quarry (laughs) oh it's really good it's a it's a diving quarry and they've got um like sunken planes and sunken boats and wow everything so um for my course it's just like a beginner's one but you still have to dive down to 10 meters and rescue somebody from 10 meters which was pretty hairy but um yeah it's um something that I want to explore further. But the whole point, a lot of freedivers is is that they can go as long as they can and as deep as they can, isn't it? But I don't want to do that because, um, yeah, I was frightened at 10 metres. So I don't know what my depth will be, but I would just like to be, after watching the octopus teacher, just to be able to be under the water, just in my bathers and pop up.
1: Seeing seeing some of those um, 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 Arctic and Antarctic... uh, um, Uh, natural history um, uh, films you you look at these these guys under the the film being filmed under the water under the ice cap and with those with those sort of seal blowholes I mean I can just imagine you there just floating around and just just taking in (laughs) just taking the vista you know that would just be yeah yeah, free diving and in cold water So right up your your alley
2: it does I would love to I think it would be I just think it would be amazing. So yeah. I had to put on a wetsuit for the course. I wasn't happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could just picture it now. You know, the water's <laughs> the water's a bit cold, you know. You know maybe not knowing know who Kath was, you know. Do, do, you, no,
1: do, maybe... do you do you look out do you look out the window on a on a morning and just and you see the sleet coming down? You're going, yes, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if I
2: know there's snow coming to keep us, yeah, we're we're all there. I we could all winter swimmers, you know, ice swimmers, I don't know, whatever you want to call us, we get excited come October when the first frost has arrived. Yeah, it's a, it's and, a growing sport. Well, you know. uh,
0: that's the thing that also, uh, I mean, the whole thing about swimming in Antarctica is just, uh, it still freaks me out and it's just an, an amazing. But but you you, you, said you said you'd got there because you met people in the Ice Swimming World Championships and it, and it just like, there are people all over the world, presumably, in these ice swimming clubs, just like people are in triathlon clubs, competing in ice swimming. Is that is that the case?
2: Yeah. yeah, there is. So there's two, there's two. So there's the International Ice Swimming Association, which is where the water has to be under five degrees. So that's where the ice mile comes from. But there's also another organization called the the Winter Swimming Association, which is very big as well. And that's all over the world, and I think their rules are that the water has to be under 11. It's still no neoprene, but um, their competition's more focused on every stroke and and distances under 500, so you get some really fast swimmers from all over the world. And everybody crosses over into the into the two. Um, ice Swimming is hoping that the one-kilometre event will get to the winter olympics that's what their their goal is um for me i like the kilometer because because i'm not a fast swimmer and I'm, I'm odd so most people slow down in the cold i actually probably stay the same or get faster and i think it's just because i'm in my happy place you know people mm. are like you should slow down and i'm like well no because i'm not really worrying about anything i'm just swimming and enjoying the moment of swimming and I don't. My stroke doesn't get slower, Um, but um, I do the kilometer because I can't swim very fast. And most people are slowing down by the time they get to five hundred meters, and I just keep going. But um, yeah, it's um, it's a it's a beautiful sport. I love triathlon. It was such a welcoming sport. Triathlon and ice and winter swimming is the same. I've met so many wonderful people through it, and you know, there's so many nice places to go. My bucket list is growing and
0: the other thing i was going to ask you was um has anyone swam inside both the antarctic and the arctic circle
2: they have yeah but different distances so um i'm not sure are
0: are you
1: trying are you trying to give her another bucket list item jason i don't think she needs
0: that greg <laughs> i think she's got i think I, she's already I, there
2: i yeah no so there's um quite yeah um i have some plans <laughs> but there's a um, yeah there's a number of people that have swam in both right and um i think in fact the zero eye smile now so ice miles i think 400 people in the world have done an ice smile so when i first did mine i became the first welsh woman to do one back in january 2016 and i think i was 174 so that's grown you know mm, I, I didn't know yeah. Yeah. when we started we, we, you know i was putting shout outs on facebook to find out people and i found a friend that introduced me to keep us fun vicky um and then you know the more you do something, you realise there's, there's actually quite a lot of people that are do, doing this, and there's there's winter challenges all the time now, and the sport is growing, and it is growing from people that want to compete at you know um, to get if it gets to the Olympics and get to the Olympics, to people that just want to put a bobble hat on, to five minutes, get out and shiver and have a, a cup of tea and a piece of cake, which is great, and everybody just mixes together. When I go swimming. You know, there's a there's a mixture of wetsuits, there's a mixture of people that have got bobble hats on, and it's just everybody just does what they want, wears what the where's what they want. So but um yeah, I've got I've got lots of plans, but I don't know I don't know about chasing records because that was never really what it was about. Mm. Um but sometimes yeah, there's there's a few things that I'd like to do that haven't been done, so but we'll just see
0: okay and and we won't we won't get you to reveal, reveal. <laughs> we're not we're not that important that we get these yeah. pictures. but um and then the other thing I was going to ask you because you, you've you've also swum the channel um yeah and so uh, do you do you still is you know are you are you not bothered by those sort of distance things or, or again are you still thinking well there's a few longer distance swims that I'd quite like to do as well
2: yeah like I say my bucket list is it's growing constantly. So I always fancy doing the North Channel because, you know, it's cold. So but, uh, The North <laughs> I, Channel? Uh, yeah. So some from Ireland to Scotland.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: But it, it's a very difficult one. And yeah. I believe you have to be – I'm not very fast in the sea. so I'm not very fast in the river, but I'm even slower in the sea. So um, I when I was training for my channel, I swam – I'd been injured. I got dumped by a wave in Langland and I I couldn't swim for about 7 or 8 weeks. And then I went to a training camp called Hit the Wall. It's in an Ireland and Northern Ireland. This swims in, in in boat. And I did a 10 and a half hour swim which was the longest swim I'd ever done in about 12 13 degrees and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was it was hard but I loved it. So from there and um, I said I'd love to do the North Channel. Um but I need to get faster. And then the idea was that last year I would have done a North Channel relay. And that's now next year. So I'm 50 next year. So the North Channel was meant to be for my 50th birthday. But I've been injured. I've broken my foot. We've been locked down twice in Wales that we haven't been able to swim. So it's, it's not going to happen next year. But it's still on my bucket list. So I'm going to do the relay and then from the relay, I'm going to have a serious think about do I want to put all those hours in? Um, I'm actually going to a swimming pool on Monday, so I am serious. I'm I'm going to go to a swimming pool and learn how to swim fast with a so, bucket um, with a
1: bucket of ice.
2: With a bucket of ice, yeah, it's going <laughs> to be, it going to be <laughs> boiling. But, yeah, it's going to be boiling. But um, yeah, right, it's the Ocean Sevens, so but I, I don't want to do that because I don't like I don't like swimming in warm water. I, I can't. I. I I really I did a 10k a couple of weeks ago and it was 20 degrees and it was too warm.
0: And so the north channel how does that is that how does that compare against the channel is that is that sort of twice as long or one and a half times what's the No sort of- I
2: I'm not actually sure. I think it's a pretty similar distance similar maybe distance. a little bit longer. Right. But I think the the tides yeah. are a lot harder, the temperature and then you've got horrible lion's mane's jellyfish everywhere right yeah okay. uh, when they when they sting you i think they hurt a lot mm. um so but yeah that's still on my radar because right? i i just think because i i just fancy the temperature and i don't like jellyfish though so i don't know <laughs> mm. but um yeah i think i think i'll you know i, I don't know and then my partner wants to do um Kilimanjaro I, I still want to go to base camp Everest I and I was did another podcast the other week with um Evertrek that they just blew my mind and my bucket list of stuff through because I've done Mount Kenya years ago when I was in the Air Force and I've been to Chile and Bolivia on an exped when I was at uni and did some big hikes there um but I didn't swim which was the getting thing because it was these lovely lakes so yeah so I think I'll always be up to something, so who who knows what the next challenge will be? But I think ice will always be there somewhere.
0: Right. Well, I, so I've got two more questions. <clears throat> so you say ice will always be there. Do you do you you seriously think you're going to be swimming in cold water conditions? So let's say in the keepers pond at at, at uh, the top of the Blorange in your seventies and eighties. You, you can I, you still envisage I think,
2: that? I think so. I think so.
0: Oh, that's, that's 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 wonderful, and then and, that's and then the
2: good thing about the winter um, the yeah. ice swimming, they have that age bracket. So I, by that stage, I might be able to get loads of shiny medals by then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if and you mentioned the the, the 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 plunge challenge, which which I will look into, but if somebody wanted to to say, okay, I'd like to try swimming in, 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 in open, you know, in colder open water, what what would be the sort of advice for anyone who's listening and crazy enough to think that they want to do this? <laughs> um, what would what, be the first couple of steps that you would advise them to, to do?
2: Yeah, well, luckily now you can get so much information out there. So my first protocol would be the outdoor swimmer. They've got a magazine and they're online and they have a wealth of information on there. You've also got the Outdoor Swimming Society that does the same. Um, There's a lot of places now that will do an introduction to open water swimming. And I would say to people, if you're going to be doing swimming because you want to do it for events or even if you just want to be swimming, just just pay and go and do a one-off introduction to open water swimming from somebody who's qualified. Because what's happened, I think, because it's grown, I think it's grown by about 300% that a lot of people are just taking their information from people that aren't necessarily experts in the field. So I would say, you know, go to these websites, find out the information. But there's loads of groups out there as well now. You, you've you got um, lots of groups that just dip. You've got mental health swims groups. You've got um, the Blue Tits. You've got Barry Bedos Bathers locally and the Taffy Dippers. Um, and just... I think the blue tits are like throughout the UK.
1: Mm. So, can I, can I just—I you know, I have to pull you up on this. The name, the blue tits, <laughs> is it as I think it is, <laughs> or is it yes. named after the bird?
2: <laughs> they have. They have. They have a blue kit as their logo, but oh, okay. uh, I, I think if you ask Charm, it, I yeah, it may, it may, it may have come from there. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, so I think now, you know, I if I'm going anywhere, I can put on social media about swimming, and there's always somebody. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's just so many people. Everybody I know knows somebody that swims, and mm. so, but um I think just. There's loads of advice out there. So if you just want to read up on it and get your own solid advice first is go to the Outdoor Swimmer or the Open Water Swimming Society. And then if you can, find a venue to go to. That's good. Mm. But, um, you know, some people just wanted it. They just want to go down to the sea, take their clothes off with a group of other ladies, gents, whatever. But even then, you need to be able to do it safely because you need Mm. to, to know, you know, it's all about building up really slowly and every day is different you know some days i go with a set time that i'm going to swim and you know after five minutes if if i'm not feeling it i get out it's just um it can it can be very dangerous but it can be so enjoyable if you do it safely
0: right um we always ask our guests every guest gets the same two questions which i'll hand over to greg to do i think i know what one of Answers is going to be so great, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, uh, well, but 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 we've got to ask anyway because we we, we ask. ask anyway.
1: Um, yeah, so the first one is you've got two different types of exercise, you're only allowed to do two types of exercise, um, nothing else. What would it be? What would they be? So, so swimming,
2: yeah, it, it, um, um. I think walking, because then it, that covers such an array of stuff. Mm. So, mm. you go because you're walking, it could be flat, it could be up the hills, it could be plastic. It could be so walking and swimming. Okay.
1: Now, the, 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 the last one is the Groundhog Day of, of, uh, of exercise. So if you could have one moment in your exercise history that you would, you'd want to repeat over and over again, which, what would it be? What would it be? What, what would be the, the moment for you?
2: It's got to be Antarctica.
1: Yeah.
2: Because I missed so much of it because I was so worked up and focused. And I said to James from the BBC, if I'd seen those um, orcas, I said, James, I don't think I could have done it. And he's like, Kath, you were so focused. You just kissed them on the nose and carried on. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, actually, yeah, I didn't really take photos or mm. anything. So... I got quite upset when I got home and seen everybody's photos because it was like, up until the swim, the afternoon of my swim, um, the day's excursion was to go on the Zodiacs and go around seeing all the different iceberg formations. And that was amazing because the colors and everything. But I would just like to go back, and I'd like to go back there with my bobble hat on and my goggles or even my glasses or contact lenses, i just swim around head up breaststroke just taking the enormity of it all in rather than head down and swim yeah. as fast as you can back to that boat yeah. Yeah, I'd love to do that because I, I was lucky I had three swims there but all of them were swim as fast as you can do you know what I mean? yeah. so yeah. It, it wasn't um when I go to the pond I think sometimes people are going to call the police and say there's two ladies in there that can't swim because my friend and I we like float around and I'm like oh we'll just pretend we're sculling and we're doing like this aqua jogging or lying on our back with our feet up in the water and I just think yeah they must think they've been in there for like half an hour and they they're not actually really moving (laughs) so um, but that's what I'm bad at doing in the summer I call it playing mermaids and you know then I don't do handstands and keepers because you, you don't put your feet down in there, let alone your hands. But um, I, um, yeah, I get a bit carried away. But in the winter, that's another good thing. I'm fitter in the winter because you've got to swim to keep warm.
1: Mm. Yeah. But
2: in the summer when it's warm, I'm just like, oh, let's just bounce in the waves or who can do the best handstand?
0: <laughs> Brilliant. And it's fitting that you mention the mermaid thing there because your sort of moniker is the murtha mermaid. That's right. Sorry. Your 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 Monica, the, the, the name that you sort of go by and everyone sort of labelled you as is, is the Mirtha Mermaid. So it's yeah, written the that mermaid, you mentioned the mermaid.
2: The Mirtha Mermaid, yeah. I don't play much mermaids in the winter. I just play mermaids in the <laughs> Ice Mermaid in the winter and yeah. yeah, proper 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 mermaids in the summer.
0: <laughs> Kath, it's been amazing having you on it, i really enjoyed it it's been a real pleasure um and i, I honestly just so much respect for because because what we didn't even go to is you're a mum you've got kids you've got a job i mean how you do all of this stuff is is, is amazing it's astonishing um and we just wish you all the best with all mm. of your whatever you're doing yeah. with your next challenge
2: yeah thank you well hope there will be one <laughs> there will be one there will there will be one but um it's just when so but I just keep it myself. I'm doing a lot of long distance stuff in the UK this year. So, with the little goal of who knows, I might go back into some distance swimming. I don't know.
0: Well, we wish you whatever you do, all the best. It's It's been fantastic having you on. Thank you so much for giving up your Friday early evening. Thanks, Kath. Thanks. Enjoy, enjoy your Thanks. ice cream.
2: Oh, yeah. It's probably <laughs> melted, Blessed. Thank you for having me.
0: Take okay. care. Thanks, Kath.
2: Midlife Athlete Podcast. Is supported by Health and Fitness Solutions. Health and Fitness Solutions is a well-established and highly respected provider of physiotherapy and podiatry services based in the city of London and Harley Street. We take pride in being able to offer a wealth of experience and expertise in dealing with a wide range of muscular skeletal conditions, from acute sprained ankles through to the more complex and long-standing issues that have failed with treatment elsewhere. We are dedicated to getting you better. For a full list of the services we offer, visit our website hfs-clinics.co.uk.